Today's episode of Dog Nation Daily is brought to you by Meriwether and Tharp, your source for Georgia divorce. Find them online at theatlantadivorceteam.com. Presented by DogNation.com, this is Dog Nation Daily, the daily podcast for Georgia Bulldogs fans. Here's your host, Brandon Adams. You know what, coming up in a couple of minutes, we're going to begin something really fun here at Dog Nation. I told you about this a little bit yesterday. It officially gets rolling today, so I'm going to give you all the details about how you can tell a great story as it relates to this time of year in which we're celebrating the things that are great about America, and also give yourself a chance to be a big winner, which is certainly about American as an idea as it gets. So we'll do a lot of that with you here coming up in a couple of minutes. Prior to that, many of you are aware we're on vacation this week, kind of in a vacation vibe, and so typically speaking, we like to hopefully have you know kind of good-natured fun-loving content just generally speaking anyway but especially when we're on kind of vacation many of you are kind of in a sort of a summertime vibe here too so we're trying to keep it fun trying to keep it light an example of that and i actually only recently heard this this is a few days old by now many of you may have kind of already heard this before me i only heard this kind of just before we recorded this kind of prior to me leaving to go on the vacation kirby smart was on the paul feinbaum show when he was there in birmingham for that region celebrity pro-am and it's one of those things and listen i've done you know enough radio i can tell you that managing guests especially in kind of a live remote situation like that's always a little bit tricky because you're trying to have this guy on you're trying to have that guy on and you always kind of run the risk of well if you try to book this guy and then this guy shows up and you say no to this guy then you lose your chance to get the other guy like if you've ever done like an sec media days or something like that you know there's a little bit of air traffic control that has to be done about when you take a guest and if you say yes to this guy does that mean you're going to run the risk of not having the other guy well i sort of felt bad for the fault the paul feinbaum folks of the day because they had a little bit of a similar thing type going on where they were expecting to interview kirby smart were hoping to interview charles barkley then barkley came on as they had kirby there to be you know kind of on the set and so they said all right let's just cram them both together we'll do them both at the same time which admittedly is probably not what the fine bomb folks would have rather done they'd like to have had done both those interviews separately or certainly speak to kirby for a little bit more of a wide ranging conversation given the fact that he's you know the football coach here but barkley's the big enough personality that you can't say no to him if he walks over and wants to be on your show so that's kind of how this played out and charles barkley obviously now is kind of a guy that sort of transcends the fact that he went to auburn or even played for the you know the sons of the 76ers or anybody like that he is just one of the larger cultural figures in sports you know doing the the show on tnt always talking about these nba playoff games and everything that goes on there and obviously he's the auburn guy on the set ernie johnson jr went to uga there's always a lot of back and forth with them so in light of the fact that Barkley's kind of always taken some jabs because of the success of Georgia and the light of the fact that as an Auburn guy I'm sure he'd love to wish it was his team and not Georgia that was having the success they're having I thought it was very funny on the Feinbaum show the other day to hear Charles Barkley just kind of be forced to admit just how much success Georgia has had and kind of you know what has made the nature of that success so so impressive and eventually we're going to get kind of a serious point on this but here just for fun here is Barkley who's always so outspoken having to admit well right frankly right now Georgia really is doing it better than anybody else this is what Barkley said on the Feinbaum show the other day well you know coach you know they're on top of the world right now I have to hear about it every week from Ernie <laughs> so right. my life has been miserable the last 24 months but you know number one congratulations what they've accomplished it's and it's pretty amazing because i always tell people it's really hard to win back to back because when you start having success guys are not as motivated you got to have great leadership as coaches and coaching staff but you got to also have great players who are leaders because 
you know, everybody's kissing your behind, yep. telling you how great you are. Yep. And college football is totally different than, I think, any other sport. I'm not just saying it because he's sitting here because, <laughs> you know, one game can ruin your entire season. There's no other sport where one game can ruin your entire season. So to have your guys motivated for two years, show what a great coach, a great leader, and the great leadership he has as players. And thank you for all those players in Philadelphia, because I'm an Eagles fan. That's right. I'm <laughs> sending them up there, loads that's, of them. That's right. I appreciate those kind words. Now, after Charles Barkley says so many nice things, I'm not going to be cynical and take a jab at him. But if I were going to be, one of the things that I might say is, when Barkley says, I tell people all the time how tough it is to win back-to-back championships, I might ask, well, how would you know, given the fact that you never won a championship at all? But I wouldn't say that because I'm not being cynical. But if I were being cynical, that's what I might say, although it is kind of nice to hear Charles saying those nice things, including after having played in Philadelphia for a long time and cheering for the Eagles, all the Georgia players up there on the Philadelphia roster. It's amazing how much attention that's getting. But overall, what Barkley describes there is exactly what I believe Kirby Smart would say is absolutely the truth of the matter that the level of motivation that you're having to constantly find to come back and win two national championships in a row, it is hard. And Smart has spoken to that. And I think a lot of the preseason message from a year ago was about finding that new level of motivation after the complacency that could have crept in after the 2021 season. And you better believe, we're going to do some of this tomorrow on the show, you better believe that there's already a little bit of defense being played by Kirby about even additional complacency that could sneak in right now now that Georgia has won two straight. And frankly, some of the players, maybe a larger number of the players who contributed in 2022 now coming back for 2023, that would have been true for a year ago, you better believe that Kirby Smart is on guard against all of that. But sitting there on the set with Feinbaum and Barkley the other day, he had a chance to respond to exactly what Charles had to say. And this is where things, I think, get more interesting. And even though we're kind of doing this for fun and kind of laughing at the Auburn guy having to acknowledge Georgia here, there's also an element of what Smart says that I do think we need to take seriously for a moment, too. So this is Kirby's response to all those compliments that Charles Barkley just threw his way, once again, from the Paul Feinbaum show. Is that accurate? Uh, because you should... It's hard. It's hard in any profession, but you feel the pressure in college football because one, one you know, not, not going forward because of the playoff, but the 14 playoff, one game can set you back and you're done. And then your team, you really have to become a motivator then because they play, what are they playing for? Right. So I think what Kirby says there should not be missed. And if you're a Georgia fan, obviously, we all have hopes that Georgia wins that third straight national championship. In fact, we have belief that Georgia really could get that done here this season. But I think Smart gives you something to really be on guard for here this year. If I were to ask you, let's have a, a doom and gloom type discussion here for a moment. Georgia does win the national championship. Why is it? I think that, as Kirby says, hey, the bigger issue might not be that you run up against some team as good as you in the college football playoff that just beats you straight up, because frankly, that's pretty hard to do just given how successful Georgia's been. The bigger issue might be that over the course of a long regular season, you have some unforeseen game step up, trip you up, and all of a sudden you don't even make the college football playoff. After all, we've got one more year left of the 14 playoff. In future years, 2024 and beyond, I mean, it sort of stands to reason that Georgia could be in the playoff every year moving forward in the foreseeable future once you get to that point in time. But for now, it's just a 14 playoff. And any loss could be calamitous. Any loss could end your chance at coming back and getting a chance to win that national championship all over again, which could maybe make you a little nervous if you're a UGA fan. But ultimately, the words from Charles Barkley a moment ago, I think, should ring in your head that no one's been better at motivating its his team than Kirby Smart has been and no group of players have responded to that desire to motivate themselves 
more so than UGA either. It's not going to be easy to win a third straight national championship, but the same team that has seemingly had mindset figured out two years in a row, my guess is they'll adopt the right mindset again as we head towards 2023. My name is Brandon Adams, and this is Dog Nation Daily, the daily podcast for Georgia Bulldogs fans, presented today by Meriwether and Tharp, and glad to have you with us no matter how you get to us today. Live on video, we start at 10 a.m. Now, it's 9.45 when we're not doing uh, vacation stuff, but this week we're pre-recorded on vacation. That means no first and 15 at 9.45, but glad to be with you live across all platforms at uh, 10 a.m., Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, of course, Radio Noon, Athens Sports Radio, 960 The Ref, Podcasts, Apple, Spotify, everything else in between. And a big thanks to our friends at Meriwether and Tharp who make it all possible. You know, your source for Georgia divorce, that is what Meriwether and Tharp is all about. Let's face it, you know, sometimes it's that kind of summertime of year, vacation time of year, things slow down a little bit where you realize, oh, hey, you know, we got some issues with the relationship here. We got a we got a marital relationship that might be coming to an end. I don't say that lightly. I, I say that very seriously, and I understand just how much of a anxiety-producing idea that might be because the word divorce carries a lot of weight with it. It is not an emotionally neutral concept for the people who have considered it in the past, considering it right now, or you sort of foresee that it's kind of on the horizon for you in the future. So I wish I could take it away. I wish I could make it disappear. I wish I could do those things. But since I cannot, the one thing I can do for you is to give you a strong advocate who wants to walk with you through this, wants to hear your story. Sometimes it's just kind of nice to have someone to tell your story to. Well, you can tell your story in a free initial consultation to one of those Meriwether and Tharp attorneys. And then after that, you can make the decision to hire Meriwether and Tharp to explain the law to you, walk with you through this process, talk about how certain aspects of the law can be leveraged for your benefit. That's what Meriwether and Tharp is all about. So please find them online. It's theatlantadivorceteam.com. That is theatlantadivorceteam.com. Meriwether and Tharp is your source for Georgia divorce. Tough situation made more, I guess, palatable and, and certainly setting yourself up for a more successful next season of your life because of what you do here right now, making that decision to reach out, have the initial consultation with our friends at Meriwether and Tharp online, the Atlantadivorceteam.com. That's the Atlantadivorceteam.com. Meriwether and Tharp is your source for Georgia divorce. So we're going to get Jake Fromm here coming up in just a couple of minutes. That's going to be a fun conversation. We're going to hear from some of you who were kind enough to weigh in on a subject online last week that I asked you to participate in. But prior to that, speaking of inviting your participation, y'all, I am so excited about this. Today kicks off a wonderful giveaway that we're going to do on dognation.com with our friends from Kroger and Traeger Grills. We're celebrating American heroes. Now, this is the time of year. We're heading towards the 4th of July, Independence Day. We have kind of America on our mind. And the thing that makes America great, I mean, George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, of course, but also like the kind of average everyday American heroes that just sort of go the extra mile, the person in your neighborhood, the person that teaches your kids, you know, maybe it's that military veteran in your life, someone like that. We want you to tell their story. And the story that you tell could make you a winner courtesy of Kroger and Traeger Grill. So if you go to dognation.com starting today, between now and June 17th, you can upload a photo, you can share a short video, and that's your message and your way of kind of telling about the American hero that's impacted your life, that average everyday person who just makes this country such a great place to live. And then eventually we're going to select a winner and someone's going to walk away here with a Traeger Ironwood XL Grill and a $500 gift card courtesy of Kroger. So your story that you tell at dognation.com via the picture that you share or the short video that you upload could make you a big winner courtesy of Kroger and Traeger Grill. So go to dognation.com to find out more about that today. All right, before we bring on Jake Fromm, let's go around the doghouse here for a moment. Now, the theme to our shows this week 
has been related to bold predictions for UGA. And we've had some great ones. Uh, Jeff Sintel, Mike Griffith have shared some of those. I've been in the midst of kind of sharing a couple of those uh, from my perspective with you. I've got one more big one we'll do tomorrow. So that's been a really fun thing. And I wanted to also make your voice a part of all this, too. So I asked on Twitter the other day, hey, please share with me a bold prediction you have for the upcoming season. And I want to kind of roll through a couple of these here right now. In fact, this is not the prettiest graphic. If you're watching on video, uh, you've certainly seen you know better graphics in some of our shows in the past. But nonetheless, I, I just kind of want to kind of share some of what some of you have to say about all of this. And I think it gives us a pretty good snapshot of kind of where things stand for Georgia right now as we go around the doghouse here today. Manatee Jetpack predicts that Brock Bauer is going to have 1,300 all-purpose yards and 20 touchdowns, and he's going to win the Heisman. If he scores 20 touchdowns, I hope he will win the Heisman. Obviously, uh, Manatee there, you know, kind of making reference to the fact that Bowers has proven himself to be as effective a weapon rushing the football as he has uh, in almost anything else, catching the football there as well. Uh, Athens Forever says we win more national titles this year than we have night games. <laughs> a little bit of a funny twist there on that. The fact that uh, Georgia has not exactly gotten a chance to host very many night games as of late. Uh, Kloss, uh, uh, says that he predicts Georgia have a three-peat. So there you go there on that. Rob Smith predicts that this season the Dogs offense will have a 4,000-yard passer, 1,000-yard receiver, and a 1,200-yard rusher. And wouldn't it be interesting there if Georgia could get back to kind of its successful rushing ways I think that's one of the things that could be interesting about the Mike Bobo era there at UGA the t- the chance to do just that Joe 85 checks in to say this might be too bold bordering on delusion he says but I think that Georgia loses at Auburn and at Tennessee then Brock Vandergriff starts at least a game then Gunner's the number one quarterback by the season's end and Georgia still wins the division wins the conference and then loses the college football playoff semifinals to Ohio State well a I don't quite know that my heart could take that one way or another Joe uh that would obviously be a, a pretty wild season and certainly I think most Georgia fans have an expectation of certainly far fewer than three losses if no losses at all here for this upcoming year a couple more to give you here right now uh let's go back to that uh, graphic again if you don't mind Matt says the boldest prediction I can think of is that no one's going to complain about Mike Bobo for a whole two weeks and Matt if that does indeed come true then I would say that's a pretty bold prediction indeed because college football fans in general have a little bit of a tendency to complain about their offensive coordinator and obviously there's been a big spotlight on Bobo here this year but maybe after winning the recruitment of Dylan Raiola and some of the other things that have gone on a successful G-Day maybe the uh, pathway is clear here for Mike Bobo to introduce himself reintroduce himself if you will to Georgia fans here this season Rick Jennings predicts that as he calls it Tennessee is going to enter the game undefeated but they're going to be shut out by Georgia in its own stadium boy that'd be a lot of fun Kevin who's Chuck down uh, Chuck town dog 19 boy love Charleston says the red zone touchdown efficiency will be the best in college football that it's ever seen that would be fun to consider sports uh, entrepreneur 24 says Mikhail Williams is going to resemble David Pollock sophomore year in 2002 meaning he's going to really get after the quarterback fun prediction there comparing Mikhail to Pollock Matthew McKinney says George is going to have its second thousand yard receiver but it won't be Brock Bowers that's a very interesting that's a very interesting prediction indeed uh David the Great uh with the blue check says uh Carson Beck's going to win the Heisman Trophy so a lot of fun predictions there I had some more I was going to do today why don't we save those for Friday and just kind of have a little bit more time on Friday to sort of stretch our legs with all of that but We've obviously been giving you some bold predictions here this week. We wanted you to have a chance to do that there as well. So let's make that around the doghouse here today and come back and have a whole lot more of those on Friday to kind of close out a week. One more 
non-live show for us tomorrow before we're back to normal again on Monday. So we'll do that with your predictions again tomorrow. For now, here on Dog Nation Daily, presented by Meriwether and Tharp, though, we want to give you, as we promised, a really fun conversation with the great former Georgia quarterback. So much to discuss with him, as always. Happy to have Jake Fromm with us on the program today. From Athens and across the SEC or wherever the recruiting trail may lead, here's a DogNation.com insider. And here's a part of our Kroger Fresh Take. Happy to have Jake Fromm on Dog Nation Daily, uh, presented by Meriwether and Tharp here today. Uh, Jake, great to be with you. Thanks as always, and uh, hope everything's going well. And I know you're busy right now, kind of with your own football career and doing all that kind of stuff, so we appreciate your time. How are you doing today? Hey, Brandon, what's going on? Thank you for having me. We are right in the middle of OTAs. A little practice today so uh yeah excited about that and excited to be here all right good to know that uh, i want to ask you about this uh, a few days ago we saw at georgia dylan riola the quarterback commit he's here for a recruiting visit gets a bunch of wide receivers they're out there kind of working together at uh, jefferson high school and it kind of got me thinking you know for someone who didn't play either quarterback or wide receiver like one of the things we hear the discussion about a lot of times is hey quarterback getting on the same page as receiver obviously you guys are doing that during the summer with the guys you're playing with in this particular case it's guys who will eventually be playing together kind of finding that rhythm with each other like how much is there really to that where a wide receiver wants to know how the ball kind of comes out of a quarterback's hand or a quarterback kind of wants to know I guess how a receiver breaks for the ball like how much chemistry is there that really needs to be established between a quarterback and a wide receiver yeah i think from a quarterback's perspective you can never have enough reps throwing to your guys um because there's always different body language different coverages uh how a defender's playing a certain guy how we want a route to look versus this coverage this look um and i I think for me personally in my experience man the more times i can throw to my guys i love it the more the bear the more the merrier um and i think it'll pay off you know later later down the road did that help you also when you're kind of doing this maybe at georgia kind of take that leadership man a little bit more too because like the one thing we know is is that by rule you know coaches can't organize stuff this time of year i guess strength coaches have a little bit of extra you know maybe sway over the program but the actual on-field coaches they're restricted with what they can do so therefore if there's going to be a workout taking place it's sort of left to a quarterback to do it did you kind of find that kind of allowed you to grow into a leadership role perhaps earlier than you would have if not for a situation like that yeah, you said it there. I mean, it provides a leadership role for you uh, to grow, to, to build relationships with those guys, uh, to, to build a, a certain level of confidence that you have with them. Um, and the kind of guys that Kirby's recruiting there are guys who, who love the work, uh, who want to do more, um, who are not afraid of, of working and working more. So guys are going to respond very well to that, um, and they're going to love that coming from a uh, quarterback. One of the things that we've been doing here this week is inviting some Georgia fans to make some predictions for the upcoming season. I've done some of that myself. And as you might imagine, a lot of that kind of centers around Brock Bowers, who's such a fascinating player and has already in two years had a great Georgia career. But we kind of believe that it can be even better than that next season. I guess I'm kind of curious this upcoming season, I should say. I guess I'm kind of curious just what kind of category you put Brock in. This is a guy that I predicted to be a Heisman finalist this year. I know it seems crazy to say, well, can a tight end really do that? But when you look at the kind of numbers that he puts 
puts up. I think he sort of transcends that tight end position. A lot of Georgia fans have kind of echoed this too. I mean, there's no doubt that Brock Bowers is a very talented football player. I think I'd kind of put him in the category of one of the best players to ever play at this program, regardless of position, as aggressive a take as that might be. I guess, how good do you really think Brock is? And how high do you think the limit on his potential could be for this upcoming season as well? Yeah, that's a very respectable take. I put Brock in the explosive category. I've never seen a guy at his position, like when you go and you watch his highlight tape, have explosive plays of 30 yards or more, 40 yards or more, 50 yards or more, take a jet sweep to the house, catch a a back shoulder ball off a rail route down the sideline and twist around like a, a, a dance and keep going straight, I mean, and score a touchdown in that Florida game. So, I mean... I mean, this guy, he, he's, he's a special talent. He's a big body, uh, but he can move, and he's explosive. Um, so he is uh, a definitely a talented player, and he's going to play uh, for a long time. The weird thing about Brock, too, is is that, you know, I don't get a chance to go to Georgia practice a lot, but when I am there, you know, you're, you're kind of always looking at, like, who looks good in their uniform or who kind of stands out in the crowd. And there's an element of Brock Bowers – that until you see him run, you don't really see those superpowers kind of coming into full focus. But once he does, he just runs away from people. And, you know, he has this unmistakable, like you said, explosiveness that is immediately demonstrated by his, like, straight-line speed. And, you know, prior to that, he kind of looks like just sort of a regular guy, you know, kind of a regular player. He clearly doesn't stand out the way that, like, Darnell Washington would have or other guys like that who've been in this tight end room. But when you see him run, there is no doubt what he brings to the table that's unlike most players who play in the sport. Yeah, so uh, I, I kind of want to tell you an embarrassing story here real quick. Uh, two summers ago, it was going into Brock's you know, freshman year. Um, one summer, they had uh, you know, their team run, uh, and I kind of asked a few guys to stay uh, and throw and catch some routes for me, right? Um, Brock was one of those guys, and I'm throwing to Brock. I, you know, I didn't really know who, who Brock was. Uh, and all of a sudden, Brock starts running routes. I'm like, I, to be honest with you, I thought he was a walk-on tight end. And then Brock starts <laughs> running routes. I'm like, wait a minute, this guy, this guy's got some some moves to him. He's got some shake to him. Um, and then we we him out wide to run a go ball for me, and I underthrow it by ten yards because I'm thinking I'm throwing tight end receiver. Um, and I mean, I, I knew from that day, I'm like, dude, this this guy's going to be a player, going to be a baller, and you know, I got to see it throughout the season. And uh, yeah. So Brock's a very, very good football player. That's a really fun story, Jake. I'm glad that you uh, told that. On the other side of the ball, we've also been kind of talking about guys that might break out and have big seasons. I look at a guy like Mikael Williams, who I think very much resembles with the Trayvon Walkers and players like that have been prior to this. I think a guy like Smile Monin still doesn't get quite enough credit. When you think about the other side of the ball, are, are there a couple of names for you you think that are maybe close to really becoming a lot more kind of household-type names than, than maybe they have been nationally up to this point? Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, the way that they just keep reloading on defense, I mean, is, is incredible. And I, I think there's definitely going to be a name out there that you really weren't talking about a whole lot, uh, and all of a sudden, kind of the beginning, middle way through the season, where it's like, man, this guy is just an absolute baller. Um, a guy who's going to, you know, have a lot of confidence, you know, throughout the summer um, and then throughout training camp. So, I mean, there's honestly no telling who you'll see uh, emerge, uh, and that's kind of what, what's always fun to watch. 
uh, a program like Georgia. I want to finish up by uh, asking you about a challenge I think that Kirby Smart's facing here as we head towards the upcoming season. We'll do that in a moment. Let me remind folks, though, this is our Kroger Fresh Take. We do it with Jake Fromm here weekly on Dog Nation Daily. One of the things that Kroger does for you, not just weekly, but every single day, is provide you a great chance to save money on the things that you're buying already at Kroger. They use some really creative methods to be able to do this, including some really cool digital downloads. In fact, if you go right now, you can save even bigger at Kroger than you've ever done before. You can create an account at Kroger.com or on the Kroger app and start downloading some of those digital coupons today. So go to Kroger.com slash sign up for more on that. That's Kroger.com slash sign up and you can get going on that there today. All right, Jake, one more thing before we let you go here. You know, one of the things that Kirby Smart acknowledged a lot a year ago, and if it was true last year, it's even more true this year, is the idea of kind of fighting against that complacency you know prior to you know the season or not you know believing what you know guys like me shout into a microphone about how great george is you know tuning that kind of stuff out and it seems like if that was true before last year when georgia won a national championship now they've won two national championships we've even heard kirby say things to the effect of oh we got lucky in a couple games a year ago and stuff like that which sort of feels like a way of just kind of not letting these players get a little too out in front of themselves in terms of thinking that they have arrived how tough of a thing is it both for kirby to kind of instill the right message but for players themselves not to kind of slow down and get complacent just given the success the program has had i think it's just a testament to what he's done uh coach smart uh referring to there um because every year it's a new group it's a new set of players a new set of leaders uh you always have that you know the high school group coming in uh and then just keep having the kids the young guys to to buy in to to what we're doing to what we're building um, and you got to have the right messaging, and that is tough just to constantly do year in and year out. Um, and when you have those older guys on the team uh, who really want to teach and build those young guys up uh, in the way that, that we do things, the way they do things, um, that's when you have something special. And that's what we've seen uh, over the past couple of years, and hopefully we will continue to see that. Um, but it definitely starts uh, with Coach Smart and his messaging uh, through the team, uh, and that's something they'll, they'll find, they'll fine-tune, during training camp, that's a big time for the team to come together, uh, rally around each other, uh, and really build uh, that tight-knit group, that relationship with every, everybody. So um, it'll be fun to see. they got a lot of growing left to do, uh, and, and camp is the, the time for, for that to happen. Jake, it's so much fun to get a chance to talk to you each and every day here, uh, or you should say each and every week here on, on our program. We certainly appreciate that. Uh, enjoy your uh, weekend coming up here, and we'll look forward to doing it with you very soon here as part of our Kroger Fresh Take on Dog Nation Daily. Yes, sir. Thank you, Brandon. Let's take a look around the rest of the league. This is SEC Through. All right, time now to get ready to go cruise around the SEC, courtesy of Royal Caribbean. As I do that, I'm reminded about how much fun it would be to be on a Royal Caribbean cruise vacation right now. Hopefully many of you get a chance to experience that this summer. It's just such a great experience. And look, here's the thing, and so many of you are kind of like this. Obviously, I've got vacation on my mind right now. But, you know, we work hard, right? And... When you finally get that downtime, when you finally get a chance to step away from work, when your kids get off of school and you're all going to take that trip together, you know, I think the thing that so many of us probably feel like we have in common is is that we want to make the most of that opportunity. We don't want a wasted minute on vacation. We certainly don't want any wasted money. You know, We want to really put all of our time and our money and everything towards making the best possible vacation experience you could possibly have. And that's one of the reasons why I love recommending Royal Caribbean Cruise Vacations. I recommend them because I take them myself. Because I know 
from the moment I sort of step on board, whether it be Independence of the Seas, which I was lucky enough to be on this past April, or Wonder of the Seas, that large Oasis-class ship that I was lucky enough to be on back in February, I know the moment I step on board, I'm going to be kind of just sort of transported in my mind to really the kind of thing that unplugs me completely from my real life back home. I'm going to love the, the, the ports that we're visiting, the experiences that we have on board, all the great food and beverages that you get a chance to try and, and enjoy. It just becomes one of those experiences that for that particular week or that series of days when I'm on board, literally the cruise experience is all that I'm thinking about. And so I think you deserve a vacation like that too. And I hope we get a chance to take one here very soon. In fact, my recommendation to you is to trust our friend Jessica Slater, travel agent specially selected for us by Royal Caribbean to book your Royal Caribbean cruise vacation. 770-718-9147. That's the number. 770-718-9147. Listen, you say, B.A., Hey, 2023 is just not the right time for me on that. Totally get that. Not too soon, though, to start thinking about the January 2024 debut of Icon of the Sea. So if you can't make the Royal Caribbean uh, cruise vacation work for you and your family here the remainder of this year, it's really, really time to start thinking about how you make that happen for you in 2024. So let's go ahead and make plans on that there as well. And for now... Let's get ready to go cruise around the SEC, courtesy of Royal Caribbean. So the thing we've been doing during this space each day over the uh, course of the week is much the same way our guests this week have been kind of looking at bold predictions and we've kind of done some UGA stuff. We're giving you a bold prediction for each SEC team here this year. Some of these may be a little bit bolder than others, but nonetheless, it's all fun as it relates to conversation. So today we're going to begin with the Alabama Crimson Tide. And here's my bold prediction for Alabama. Alabama will lose to Texas in week two. Longhorns going on the road, beating Alabama in its own stadium. And here is the thing that sometimes someone like me just sort of has to make peace with. A lot of you know this, and I say this both, you know, half getting half serious. It's probably my best attribute and one of my worst faults. I'm very contrarian by nature. When everybody's thinking one thing, I'm sort of obsessed with the opposite side of that potentially being true i'm just sort of magnetically drawn to contrarian style thinking and right now i would say the overwhelming consensus around college football certainly the kinds of college football fans that talk on shows like this i think the overwhelming consensus about alabama right now is kind of negative does not appear the alabama crimson tide has its quarterback situation figured out this is a team that lost two regular season games a year ago there's no obvious reason on paper right now that they'll be better this year they were a year ago Given the standard for Alabama, national championship level, college football playoff level program, given that as the standard, the overall consensus about Alabama right now is something much lower than that, something much, you know, you know, more removed from that. And I have to admit, as someone who's kind of a natural contrarian, this conversation at times makes me a little nervous that, you know, are we giving up on Alabama too quick? Are we are we rushing to say this because we want it to be true because let's face it i'd love for this to be true i'd love nothing more than alabama who has strutted around and thought about how big and bad they are all the time i love the idea of them having to endure another year which that's not true and so because we want it to be true because some of the prevailing evidence seems to suggest that it is true you see a lot of people moving in that direction we're talking about a royal caribbean cruise a little earlier for a lot of the folks who were on our Royal Caribbean cruise back in April, it was amazing to me how common the conversation was that Alabama this season just might not be anywhere near its typical level on the field. And as I said before, as a contrarian by nature, that makes me a little bit nervous. But you also have to consider this. 
not everything works out different than you think it's going to. Sometimes certain things are just sort of easy to predict. And on paper, it just sort of seems like right now we might be heading for a conversation this season involving the college football playoff that never really includes Alabama. They just might not quite be at that level. They're going to probably begin the season ranked outside the top four. If I had to assume, it's more likely than not they never enter the top four at any point in time here this year because I think the loss to Texas, which I foresee coming, could be a harbinger for the rest of the season. I don't think they completely fall apart. I don't think they completely implode. I see them beating Tennessee third Saturday in October. I see them probably, you know, earning enough wins in the SEC West, sort of remain kind of in the picture, probably Auburn at the end of the season, things like that. But in terms of really being a college football playoff level team, no. I don't think I see that for them this year. And I think we may find that out pretty quick where Quinn Ewers in Texas, and y'all heard me say before, I think that Quinn Ewers, the, the Longhorns quarterback, is actually set up to have a, a really a pretty good year. Um, I think they come in, set the stage early for an Alabama campaign in which they're good but not great and nowhere near the actual college ball playoff conversation. Moving on to South Carolina, bold prediction for the Gamecocks. I gave you an all-SEC quarterback nod yesterday for K.J. Jefferson. That may be a little bit of a stretch, and if I'm wrong about anything, that may be one of those that I'm likely wrong about. I feel less likely to be wrong, though, in saying that I believe that Spencer Rattler is going to be an all-SEC quarterback here this season. For the same reason I mentioned a year ago, or I should say a week, uh, yesterday as it relates to, to, to Jefferson. If you go back and look a year ago, there were so many quarterbacks in the SEC, guys that were you know, genuinely and earnestly earning a lot of chatter about themselves. And because of that, I think it gave Spencer Rattler the look of sort of being an overrated quarterback at times, You know, kind of coming to the SEC from Oklahoma after having lost his starting job there with the Sooners. But by the end of the season, Rattler against Tennessee was showing you how good he could be. And now he's got even more experience in an SEC that's nowhere near as deep at the quarterback spot anymore. Once again, I think it's fairly easy to make the case that Spencer Rattler will be an all-SEC quarterback here this year and giving some real identity to a South Carolina team that could probably use it. You know, we think overall Gamecocks have probably been underrated in two years under Shane Beamer. Certainly Beamer himself has been underrated as a coach. Best way to change that is for Dowell Loggins, the brand-new first-year offensive coordinator, to get a lot out of Rattler. Beamer obviously benefiting from that there as well. And at least to a degree, we think that can and will happen. That uh that that Rattler now kind of becomes one of the more veteran quarterbacks in this SEC after having some success with the Gamecocks a year ago. Building on that this year, that's our bold prediction for South Carolina. And then one more kind of quarterback related one as it relates to Ole Miss. And this is obviously relevant because Georgia plays Ole Miss late this season. I believe that Ole Miss will start three different quarterbacks this year, and some of this is just on the basis of the fact that. I think that Ole Miss is going to face a pretty tough schedule. They have one of the tougher schedules in the SEC here this season. Obviously, playing the SEC West plus Georgia, that's no easy feat. So part of that's related to the fact that Rebels could scuffle a little bit under the weight of a difficult schedule. But also part of this is they've got the quarterbacks to play if things aren't quite going well. You know, they brought in Spencer Rattler. Excuse me. They brought in Spencer Sanders from uh, Oklahoma State, brought in Walker Howard from LSU, and all that activity in the portal kind of made me believe that they were maybe looking to replace Jackson Dart at quarterback. Well, the I guess the reaction from spring practice is, no, that Dart may actually have emerged still intact as the potential old Miss starting quarterback. But he didn't have a great year a year ago. And if he were to struggle a little bit this year, 
Lane Kiffin, knowing that the collar that he wears is probably a little tighter than it was a year ago, he might be willing to make that move towards a guy like Sanders who's got more experience or a guy like Walker Howard who may actually really be the quarterback of the future. So I think this could be a wild year for Ole Miss. Uh, They obviously want to show their ability to go to the transfer portal, bring in talented players, and use them once they get them. And that may result in three different uh, Ole Miss quarterbacks getting a good bit of time here this year. That's our bold prediction. They'll start three of them uh, during this 2023 season. And we'll make that cruising around the SEC, courtesy of Royal Caribbean. And, of course, bold predictions uh, for the Georgia Bulldogs continue to roll on throughout the week here, too. It's been fun to hear some of those from Jeff and from Mike, and obviously we've been sharing our own there, too. So great way to sort of get that early snapshot of what the 2023 season is going to look like for the Georgia Bulldogs. That is a lot of fun. Something else that's a lot of fun, beating up on the lousy, stinking Gators. Because, listen, Georgia's accomplished so much. They've won the last two national championships. Uh, they got a chance to do that again here this year. All of that, of course. But even with all of the great things on the rise for UGA, we still believe that a good Georgia fan is a Gator hater first and foremost. And we believe that 149 days from right now, Georgia will be back in Jacksonville, really pounding on Florida once again. That is our Gator hater countdown. We do it each and every day, even when we're on vacation. We appreciate you being here with us as we do. Also, big thanks to our friends at Meriwether and Tharp for making the show possible. We'll see all of you back here again tomorrow.